the Coaches Collaboration Podcast. Hey, this is Josh Pearson. Performance Specialist with the Complete Athlete. This is Cole Warren. Certified USAPL Club Coach and owner of Salutum Health and Performance. Each week, Cole and Josh will take you through training techniques and tips, talk to athletes and fitness professionals to educate and motivate you for your fitness goals. Plus, you'll follow the journeys of Team Salutum Powerlifting and Get Complete Athletes. The Coaches Collaboration Podcast is brought to you by The Complete Athlete, providing world-class continuing education for fitness trainers, coaches, and gyms. Specializing in Olympic weightlifting, powerlifting, strongman, barbell and hip classes, personal programming, specialty clinics, competitions, strength and conditioning. Get complete. Isn't it time to take your coaching to the next level? Using continuing education with research and evidence-based info and offering specialty services from a team of certified coaches online and on-site. It's time to get complete. The Complete Athlete, online at getcomplete.net. And now, the Coaches Collaboration Podcast. You want me to go? Yeah. All right. right. Okay. So what we're going to talk about today is the day-to-day grind, the emotional aspects, how to get through good days, bad days, how to make adjustments to, let's say you have a rep max that you have to do, like a five rep, an eight rep. Maybe you're selecting weights for a PR, and we're going to talk about really using Cole as an example. Some of the things that he's been going through with his Arnold prep how he's made adjustments and maybe in the future how he could make different adjustments and think about it differently. Then afterward, Brooke will be put on the spot. Oh, yeah, super fun. We're going to come up with a plan for you. Okay, yep. I'm just going to... To get you back into it. I'm just going to go pop a win. couple of Xanax here real quick. <laughs> and get that Lysol wipe out. Yeah, coronavirus um, up in here. Just kidding. Yeah. we. It's actually called the Chipotle virus. Um, there's literally Chipotle mess. Because we eat like farm art, we farm animals. We, we shovel. I literally we shovel on yeah. the hatch. I used to get yelled at as a kid for how I held my fork because I'd hold it like a shovel and just so like, full fisted that full fist that bitch and just like scoop that shit in. <laughs> I get you now my like, face real close to the tray at yeah, school dude, and just hey. fucking go to town. Are you now like fuck off, Aunt Nancy? Look at me. <coughs> I'm an adult and I can pay my own bills. Leave me alone. Yeah. And I still eat like a fucking barnyard animal. I eat like a fucking. Convict. It's all about efficiency, you know. You just gotta shovel as much in while you can. Put your arm around the no, tray. No, my get you gotta close. get as much in your stomach before the message to your brain tells you that you're full. Ten minutes. Yep. Otherwise, you you look at all the money you just wasted. <laughs> That's why you chew the least amount possible because number of repetitions of chewing has a it's like. So you're a swallower. <laughs> Leave me out of this. I'm kidding. I'm not actually. I'm gonna ask my husband. You're He's like, swallower. damn it, she's broken. See, which is okay. why you like, which is why you like I rice. I can't right? even. Why you like rice instead of like potato or something? Because you can literally yeah. just like throw it in and swallow. Jesus, Correct. potatoes! You'll choke yourself to right. death. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, getting into the nitty gritty. Yeah. Like so, we touched on this a little bit in the last podcast, but I've been reflective over this recent prep that I've had, and I think, especially because the last year I've gone through a transition between being a student to now working full time plus my coaching business. So there's kind of plus training. I mean, there's a lot going on instead of like just going to school and, mm-hmm. and lifting. lifting. Yeah. Right. And it's kind of interesting because you look at the upper echelon of athletes in the sport and they're just lifting. a large percentage of them are either gym owners, trainers or students. Mm-hmm. So they have much more time to dedicate to the sport. Right. And just recovery. Yeah, I have to admit, as me being a personal trainer, for me to eat better, for me to take extra bathroom breaks, to drink more water, it's right. a lot easier. Yeah, like I get, I mean, for me to get off of my scaffold and 
go to the bathroom and drink water. Like that's time away from work I could potentially mm-hmm. d- be doing where my boss is like, hey, this fuck stick every hour is going to the bathroom or is he's every couple of minutes he's stopping what he's doing and taking a chug out of a shaker bottle. Like, right. And nobody else is, you right. know, because no, no, no one else there is mm-hmm. power lifters so, or athletes, mm-hmm. period. So, yeah, my job's pretty great. <sighs> Just well, saying. But, uh, but yeah, so, and this, a lot of this stuff I've found happens because I'm passionate about this sport. Mm-hmm. So when things don't go as I think they should be going, um, I have an emotional reaction. Right. Yeah. So pa- passion is emotion. Right. 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 So I have had to kind of check myself and realize, hey, one bad session or two bad sessions or three weeks of bad sessions isn't going to determine, you can't let that determine everything. Mm -hmm. You have to look at it. You have to kind of almost take emotion out of it as much as possible Mm -hmm. and look at the logic side of things and try and figure out why it's going bad. Because a lot of times... Shit goes bad. You like fuck this. Detach. Don't want to spend done time thinking about yeah. it because every time you think about it, you feel like shit, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So you're like, so instead of like trying to be a problem solver and logically look at what's happening, you let your emotions kind of cloud your vision and say, you know what, fuck that. I'm done at the gym. I'm just gonna go home, eat, and watch Netflix, go to sleep. Because yeah. every time I think about it, I get. Right, so before we move on, have you had any of those days where, let's say you're squatting, supposed to do a, you know, a four rep, and you have a number in your mind, it doesn't go well, and you say, fuck it, I'm done, and you leave the gym? Yeah, You've had that? Okay. Or everything, like, just is, yeah. You just cut everything, you're like, fuck the drop sets, I'm done, and you just leave the gym. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've been a fucking pussy. I don't know if that's pussy, but but I've, I've been there for sure. Cut a a set. Mm Mm-hmm. Supposed to doing four sets of four, but my third set felt like garbage. And I'm like, you know what? Just and it got the this. best of you. Right. Mm-hmm. Whatever. So how how do you recommend dealing with that? How have you dealt with that? Because obviously just like saying fuck it and leaving isn't the best. Right. And it's interesting because mm-hmm. I'm in a <clears throat> position where there's a dichotomy of. You two-faced son of a bitch. Coach mode, athlete mode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And recently it's been do as I say, not as I do you type hypocritical of motherfucker. Right? No, right? No, I, I get what, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, and that's me just being honest. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think the way I've, my plan going forward is to kind of keep the bigger picture in mind mm-hmm. and knowing that, you know what? If I have to drop this bar weight by a hundred fucking pounds mm-hmm. and do my the rest of my sets, that's still gonna be better. Not only training stimulus wise, but mentally. Right. Getting through the shit. You're not defeated. You right. didn't you didn't, didn't let quit. the barbell win. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of Some days it does though. Exercising the discipline, mm-hmm. you know, of just getting the shit done, doing it even though you don't want to. Um, that's huge Mm -hmm. doing shit that you don't want to do. Are you a fan of, let's say you're doing squats and it's just not happening today. Are you a fan of changing it based on specificity? So like getting out of the squat rack entirely and going to do leg press or hack squats or are you, or, uh, if you're 13 weeks out, yeah. yeah. But if you're, 
Well, would, seven weeks out. Here's my question: Is the leg press better than walking out? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, right. yeah. so how many weeks are you out, Mister? Thirteen weeks. No, but I, yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that would be better. Yeah. So, what's cool too is when you said you could drop off a hundred pounds. Maybe at that point you're going to work on slower descent. Yeah. Or pausing into the bottom just a little bit. Right. Or or just velocity. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, can we talk about too that sometimes it's not even just hey I'm gonna go del- this is done I, I'll, you know what I'll kick out some leg press and call it good. Is it also one of those things where you need to stop and go okay um you know I'm not gonna just leave this gym and not do anything. You still have to stay on track with things, but maybe you need that break. Is it hey guess what you know what I'm just gonna go home I'm going to bed early I'm gonna yeah. go home I'm gonna take care of a little self care me mm-hmm. care and I know women talk about that all the time that whole self care self care Sunday you know mm-hmm. all that shit they talk about but it is for real. And it's something where you do need to fill your cup back up. Mm-hmm. And sometimes maybe the reason you're not getting to the bar where you need to get to is because you're not giving yourself the time outside of the gym either. Right. Or right. you made a terrible miscalculation on volume. Maybe you overdid it. Yeah. The training session before. Yeah. Or, but I think, I mean, know. I think Brooke's point is huge. We're like, that's one thing I've realized this past year is like, you know what? You at, have to love yourself. No, 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 no. Oh. Fucking at right. Work, you have to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. At work today, I literally hung 750 wires, mm-hmm. which is a very, because. A lot of overhead, right? Much, yes. So there's basically what it's doing is I'm, there's a gun at the end of a pole that you hook a wire up to and you can literally shoot it to the deck of a building. So I'm doing that. Yeah, I shoot 750 wires, but a lot of the times the wires don't stick. I'm literally wielding this eight-pound gun and up it's got and a down, little kickback and all that stuff going down, on, I'm assuming. a thousand times that day, mm. you yeah. know? And like, okay, yeah, that's going to affect my workout. For One, sure. mentally draining because it's just an exhausting day. Mm-hmm. Two, fatiguing muscular wise as yeah. well so well yeah just let's say hanging 750 wires that's just pattern overload to begin with right so you're going into it One, and it's boring as shit yes, i'm sure yes it well, is even if you're not a, exciting even if you're a desk warrior right and you're sitting and like for me i sit for five hours a day in the same spot like mm-hmm. we were talking how you will forget to like go and go to the bathroom and drink your water and stuff because you get so busy where you're at yeah same thing with me i sit in a studio for five hours a day and I don't get a lot of time to walk back out of there. In fact, I've made myself start walking hot laps in the building yeah. just to like get my blood pumping mm-hmm. again because I'll get out of my chair and I'm like, my legs don't want to yeah. work. Yeah. And so we forget that there are very few people that only get to lift. Right. We're almost <coughs> all working a job. We're a parent. We are in school. We are something. And so there comes that point where you almost need to have a really strong conversation with your coach to go, Fuck. Here's what's on my list. Here's what's on my work schedule. Here's what's on my school schedule. I'm running out of hours in the day. So I'm either going to get this all done and I'm going to have very little sleep or what should I do? Mm -hmm. And that's where I think we have to talk about the fact that it is more than just what's on the barbell. Because if you go in and do five sessions of total shit in the gym, that's not really helping you out either. No, but I think... So I just think there needs to be a balance of exercising discipline. And we talked about this with... Um, with Jeff and Kate that one time that we, that last time we Skyped with them, um, there's a difference between motivation and discipline, right? Motivation is like after a day, like I just explained, hanging all those wires, there's no motivation. motivation. You need motivation. There's there's zero motivation. There won't be any, but I need to exercise. Yeah, you just spent the last 10 hours saying only 749 to go. Right. I need to exercise the discipline, not only to get to the gym, 
but I need to exercise the discipline of doing everything that I need to do at the mm-hmm. gym. And not well, just right, showing so, up and doing half of it. Right, you'd right. get to the gym Because at that it's point. easy to make an excuse. Right. Like, fuck, you know, I just And it's easy day. to make that excuse yeah. and have it not be, hey, your body is probably very capable of doing what's on that sheet exactly. in front of you, right. but are you talking yourself out of your own workout? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, and I get it. So after a bore-ass day like that, you get to the gym and you're like, fuck, I don't want to do the warm-up. I just want to, let's exactly. fucking lift, you know? Exactly. And then you skip the warm-up. It makes weights even heavier. You're yep. out of position. Mm-hmm. And then you start to get those back aches, shoulder aches, because you're not warm. And, and then, then it's, it's demotivating. Yep. Yeah. So in that situation. And then everybody starts saying, what's up with you? What Your lift doesn't yeah, seem right. like it used to be. Yeah, hey, you okay? You. Everyone yeah. okay? And then right. it's like, fuck everyone's so concerned that they literally... <laughs> light fucking dynamite under your like already self-doubt exhaust, as you're walking yeah, in. Right, exactly. yeah. So in that situation, let's say you hung wires all day, you're lacking motivation. Would it be appropriate to say to yourself, hey, all I'm going to do, let's say it's a squat day. I'm just going to focus on the squat. I'm going to only go to the gym for like an hour or so, mm-hmm. just my squats, fuck everything else. I'm going to go home, sleep, things like that. Yeah. But I'm going to give it everything I've got just for squats. Yeah. I think that that would be helpful um, instead of looking at your laundry list of shit you got to do at the gym. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think obviously getting in and doing something is better than nothing. Mm-hmm. And you have to set yourself up for success versus failure. Um, but I think in my case specifically, uh, I just pussied out. Mm. I could have definitely done it, done mm-hmm. those extra sets that I didn't do. Mm-hmm. So um, what was the inner dialogue going on that inevitably led you to it's probably you doubted yourself my last on so that set. Whatever set was, I determined this was going to be my last set, it fucking sucked. And was that ego, before you put the bar on your back, or what? What was the exercise? Squats, squats primarily. Was it before you put the bar on your back? You said this is my last set. No. Okay, so it was during the set. It was during or after. Okay. After I'd sit there for a minute, and I'm like, I got to do another one. No, mm-hmm. fuck that. Okay. Okay. You no, know, because either the set went not great, mm-hmm. and then my fucking stupid ego says, okay, well, I'm not going any lower than that because that's already lower than I should be doing in the first place. Right. So f- fuck it. I'm not doing another set, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Doing doing a set at less weight is not worth my Because time. another thing <clears throat> is at this new gym, like when, when I trained at Lions, every time we get there, people know how many sets and reps you have. So they keep you accountable. They keep you accountable. Mm. Now I don't have anyone that knows. Yeah, my program might say four, but I could easily say, yeah, I, I only got, if I've done one set, someone asked me how many sets, like, oh, I got two more. Mm-hmm. In reality, I have three, three more. more. Where at Lions, you'd have been called out. Like exactly. Neil or Binks would have been like, what the fuck are you talking about? You know, you have three more. Exactly. Right. So, so now, just it's, a, just a, it's just an accountability. Right. Yeah, yeah. So but it's a personal accountability that needs to happen. It's yeah. a discipline that needs to be exercised. What, what, I don't want to say like punishment or something like that because that's punishing enough. What reward, what, what do we have to do so that next time you're in that situation, you have something to kind of pull you through? Is it on days like this, all I do is squats and I get to go home and that's my reward? Is it, I don't think I necessarily need a reward. I think okay. I just, I'm at the point where it's like, like you just need to fucking buck up. Yeah. Is this situation, is this situation new to you? Or um, you like cut that last set? Like, can I you wouldn't think, say so. It's okay. a battle, you know, mm-hmm. it's an internal battle yeah. all the time. Cause I was going to say, if this is like the first, 
program you've done where you started cutting sets, you know, shit's starting to get real. Right. Shit's and starting well, to get here's hard. Here's the thing, right? Is, is that just, you know. When you look at it logically, it makes n absolutely no fucking sense, mm -hmm. right? Because the reason I'm thinking like that is because my training isn't going the way I'd like to go. Right. Mm -hmm. So logically, you would say, you really need to do all your fucking sets right. because your training's not going well. Mm -hmm. and now you just added a new layer onto the anxiety. And then yeah. you're going to add another layer the expectations. onto the anxiety. Exactly. Because you're, keep you're like, this is already going bad. Right. I want to get out of this situation. Mm -hmm. right. But if you take the step back and say, hey, do you want to change this situation so it doesn't happen in the future? Or do you want to just the right fucking shit. cram it in and do what you can? Or are you and cramming it in, it's like cramming <laughs> for a test. You might be able to get away with it in the short term, but in the long term, it's probably not going to be the best option. But here's for you. the thing is if I, if I start doing everything that I'm supposed to do, then my training will get better. Then I will be no, out I'm of that situation. I think you, the way I said that came off wrong. I'm saying if you just emotionally shove everything to the side and just bullet through everything without mm -hmm. taking a step back to possibly reassess why you're doing it. Sometimes there are why changes. In the middle of a prep, your why can change. Mm -hmm. Like everyone knows, I really want to get the Minnesota State Masters 1 84 plus kilo bench fucking record. I want it. But... It's not happening for me on this meat prep. My goal, my why has probably changed four times in the last two months. Mm -hmm. And that can happen even if you're going to the Arnold or you're going to nationals. Your why can change. And if you don't take a moment to step back, right. you're never going to be able to fuel and it. And that's what happened for me about three weeks ago. But again, we're talking from a logical standpoint. Yeah. Yeah. In the moment when you're emotional, what what can we put into place that will help to kind of change your perception in that moment so that you can think lot because when you're thinking emotionally with rage and anger and depression whatever yeah unless you have something that gets you out of it you're gonna stay there yeah so this I conversation doesn't mean anything unless we can figure out a way to help get I don't you out I of don't it. what I think it is is I think it's a rut and I think it's mm -hmm. a groove and it's easy that's the easy way out and mm -hmm. you, what you have to do is you just have to say you're afraid to rip the band-aid because right. you know it's going to hurt, but once you rip it, it hurts for what a millisecond. So you're afraid to rip the bandaid, and we—it's like—it's just developing. It's like, a it's habit. like it's women the waxing thing. their upper lip. They—they're like, "I got this. It's going to be great when it's done." But then all of a sudden, the wax is on there, and they just sit there and go, "Fuck! I can't pull this. I can't pull this." Like you get a gut feeling, and you're—I know this from experience. Trust me. You get a gut feeling, and you're like, "Fuck! I'm going to do it. I'm going to pull it." And then you don't pull it because you're like, "Ah! Oh, fuck! It's going to hurt." Like we do that to ourselves, and when it comes to EQ, which is your emotional intelligence, it's allowing yourself to not let your emotions hijack your reactions and your thoughts and the way that you, you know your everything. So we have to remember that the brain is a muscle, mm -hmm. you know, and it can be trained like the rest of us. It's like all of a sudden you get a brand new red car. Do you ever notice you see red cars everywhere? Yeah. When we start to focus on those things, like knowing, and maybe this is something to make that's a what note I think for I'm, coaches. That's what I think I'm talking about too. Is just yeah. developing. You have to speak because able to right say, now, hey. you know, in that time, I was, I was in the habit of cutting my last sets sometimes, right, right. Mm -hmm. Whereas because I would just, I just fucking get in my head, right, and then say somehow, you know what? I am the best fucking storyteller to myself. Oh. I will find so many reasons to not do that last set. I'll say, you know what I mean? I will make up this giant lie to myself. I'll have this inner dialogue that will justify why I can get out of the gym without doing that last mm -hmm. set. And then that just kind of becomes a habit. Yeah. So right now talking about it, do you feel a sense of embarrassment? Absolutely. Okay. Mm -hmm. So is it possible with your new solo cast 
to give yourself a forfeit of sorts where if you cut your set, you have to tell us the story that you just fucking told yourself in your head and you have to put that online for every single one of your listeners to hear yeah. so they can fucking badmouth your ass like there's you my, pussy son of a bitch. There's my accountability. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because uh, again- And so, that only works for some people. Like, right. That will not work. Like, but the fact that but you're for you, I think it, I think talking it could. about it right now, yeah. that's huge. Yeah. Your listeners are hearing you literally say- you know, I, I cut my own work out. Yeah. I'm, I'm, right. I'm putting myself on this pedestal as a coach for the Coaches Collab, right. blah, 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 blah. Right. Here's what I did against what I've said. Right. If the, I mean, if that gives you goosebumps to be like, fuck, yeah, yeah I am embarrassed. Yeah. That might be how, if you decide to cut a set, I have to you need to fucking everyone. do, yeah. you, that's, that should be your forfeit. Yeah. Or just do the fucking set so you don't embarrass do yourself. Exactly. You know, <laughs> I mean, as simple as that sounds, yeah. the only then problem is, if you do cut a set, who's going to know to keep you accountable to put out that episode? Yeah. You know what I started doing at Lions, uh, which has been a while since I've done it? I would write my sets on the on whiteboard. Board. Yep. And I that way I didn't have to carry my phone with me. I could literally look at it from across the room mm-hmm. and everybody knew because I wrote it from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And, I, and if I changed something, I would go back and write like the actual like what I did. Yeah. But I was keeping track of it. And then I would go in the end. I could go in and fill in my stuff or mm-hmm. take a quick picture if I was in a hurry. But um, Jared does the same thing. Yeah. Jared puts his whole thing up on there too. And um, it's amazing how easy it is when you have that. Because I love that Lions did that huge whiteboard I that like we can write on. I like writing it. Yeah. So, yeah. What, so what helps me at work, I tell somebody that I'm working with, today I'm going for a three rep max, whatever. Yeah. Later on, I know they're going to ask, ask me, how did it go? Yeah. Is one of your lifters. Yeah, I can. Well, I can. There's people there that I, I can just say. There you go. Just say, I'm yeah. doing four sets today. Make sure I do them. Yeah. Or just ask me afterward where yeah, you're yeah. asking them that favor. Or again, get one of your buddies that is one of your powerlifting athletes too and just say, hey, I need you to be my accountability right now. Yep. You know, this week I expect myself to do four sets of squats. And mm-hmm. you have to send four sets of squat videos. Well, but not you even, even that. Hit, just you can them even hit up Binks you. or Neil. Like, if you didn't want to, because there's going to be times you go to a bigger gym and you're not going to have one of your people there. Yeah. And so if that happens, you know that the beefy boys would easily be like, hey, what are you doing right now? You're working out. Okay. I need four sets. I need to send you these videos mm-hmm. for these four sets. Or just right. tell me, did you do your four sets? Right. You know, yeah. like, right. like if you because messaged I'm me and also... said, I'm going to the gym today and I ask you later, hey, how was the gym? And you're like, I didn't go. You're gonna get yeah. your fucking ass reamed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not you even, lying sack You don't of shit, even need you know? to ream. Right. The fact that I have to send you that message mm-hmm. is fucking bad enough. It, it's embarrassing. Yeah. Right. And I think that's a good way to go about it for you. Right. And it won't take long. Of it'll only take a, about a week or two of having to go through that stress. That not only are you pulling yourself, it's literally that person becomes your rope out of the rut. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's gonna be hard. There's gonna be a little rope burn on the hands. It's gonna hurt a little bit for the next two, three weeks. But all of a sudden, you're going to get to the top of that well, and yeah. you're going to go, fuck, right. I'm here. I'm back in the gym. It feels good. It's back into my routine. Yeah. I'm feeling great. And that's it's very easy for anybody to stand on the outside, myself included, and look at it with someone else going on, but it's mm-hmm. very hard to be introspective. Mm-hmm. So let's say you like to cut your fourth set of squats, right? The cool thing about this new thing is the first time you're going to go into that fourth set a little scared, like, fuck, I said I didn't want to do this, and I'm going to fucking do it. Yeah. And each time you do it, that set's going to get better and better oh, and for better sure. because and you're, you're going to be hyped like, fuck, I'm doing it. Fuck it. But not only will it or get the, easier. Or the, fuck, it's my last one. It's fine. Yeah. You're done after this. Last right. set, best set. Last right. set, fucking best set because you just tell yourself, you know what? Fuck it, this is my last one. Otherwise, yeah. Banks is going to, no. Right. Banks will throw shit at you. Well, and also there's just kind of exercise. It's just like, 
any any discipline mm-hmm. that you start doing, like it gets easier as you continue to do right. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, again, so what I'm hearing is you just don't have that person, that thing, that coach, that Here's whatever that holds you. Here's my shit, though. I don't think I should need that. That but, doesn't matter if you don't think you should. But what you literally just told me is you're, that's an ego, you're that's not an willing ego conversation to do. Right but I there. think I think my saying that oh I don't have the accountability right. I don't have I think that's me also giving a cop out right there for sure oh for totally because now I'm oh so now I'm it's not it's this. not my responsibility right. it's the reason that I'm not doing it is because there's someone not there telling me to do it no fuck that right you hold know what on. I mean? You got to remember something, though. We're not talking about something that has to happen every day, all day, 365. Right. We're talking about when you get into that position. Mm-hmm. You, Everybody, you have to coach your coaches even. Yeah. What Because you become a coach, you don't have to learn anything else. You never need somebody else to help you through it. So you can never put yourself in that ego position to say, well, I shouldn't need to be told this. Right. Well, you know what? Nobody should need to be told yeah. it, but we're human and life changes. And it's never meant you, it's always the exception. It's not the rule. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and so yeah. I got one for you. You ready? So back in August or September, you said you, when you program all the accessory lifts for yourself, you always find a reason not to do them and you always get out of them. I was just but when you had, here. when you yep. had a coach program it for you or you were doing someone else's yep. program, yep. you followed you it because you were like, this yeah. is expected yep. of me. Yep. I mean, it's kind of the same so, conversation we had. So I think this kind of this bad habit developed when I was in the situation where I was running on lack of sleep. Mm-hmm. I was rushed in the gym. Um, so I'd get done with my main lifts. and I'm like, fuck, I right. need to go home. Mm-hmm. Because at, in this point, me going home and getting an additional hour of sleep will help me more than Way doing better. my accessories. Right. So I got in that habit. Right. Of yeah, because after that point where now you're getting seven hours of sleep and you're still pulling that shit. Right. 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 Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of where that habit developed. And now, like, me just saying this is fucking, like, it's a helpful. lot. It's right. a lot for me, though. Well, you what, know, what changed over the last four months? I'm in a much better situation. So now I really don't have any excuse. But we weren't doing the podcast. You yeah. got comfortable. Right. You didn't have somebody asking you, how did your training go in the last yeah. couple of, how's your prep going? Right. Oh, you know, I kind of bullshitted that. Really? Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, you yeah. didn't have that. Yeah. But I, like going back to what I just said, like I shouldn't need that. I should hold you myself. You shouldn't, but you do. I should and hold myself okay. to a level where it's. Okay. So if that's how you feel, how do we get there? Because we're not there right now. Right. What, what needs just to change? You just start doing the right shit. But, but that's great. That's fantastic. Those know, words know, are know, fantastic coming out of your mouth. Yep. What's the plan? The plan is. What are you going to do? See, I told you he has to fucking. He I feel right naked and it. he's not even looking at me. Like, I feel just like wait. I'm. Your turn is next, I'm, bitch. I'm a little afraid. <laughs> okay. When you told me to get a piece of paper, I'm so like, So oh, let me just give you fuck. an example of what helps me. I'm a numbers guy. I love numbers. And I was just telling you this. So when I made the, the leap to change programs, to change basically how I think about weightlifting, going to a completely different coach's philosophy, you know, reading his 600 page book and being like, yep, I'm going to at least give it a fair shake. Went through that program, wrote down everything I possibly could. Now this time through, granted, I took two weeks off, no lifting. Mm -hmm. I got sick. So there's three weeks, no lifting. I had a fourth week where I did what's called a reactivation week to kind of break, bridge that gap. First week of the actual program sucked. Second week sucked. But I looked at those old numbers. Yeah. 
And to me, it was, this is where I was and I know I need to get better. Yeah. So that gave me the drive I needed. And that's what helps me. What do we need? So I think for me, the biggest, it's been this meat, this Arnold. Your dream. Has been a giant weight, mm-hmm. a giant pressure, right? right? So um, having that pressure made me focus too much on the weight on the bar. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to, one, not doing a meet until nationals next year. Okay. So I am looking forward to shifting focus from weight on the bar to technical proficiency because right. that's where I'm weakest right now. Mm-hmm. So I think just being able to not have a meet on the books for X amount of months, not having to worry about expectations, all mm-hmm. this shit, right? It's going to be beneficial. It'll yeah. be beneficial. Mm-hmm. And I think just over the last three weeks of me finally kind of getting comfortable in my new space at the gym and, and whatnot mm-hmm. and getting in the groove of, one, taking the time to warm up and do the right stuff on the front end, um, because we've talked about this before, uh, like with New Year's resolutions and all that bullshit. You can't, one, start going to the gym five times a week, change your diet completely, right? Sleep eight hours. Let your enthusiasm to, right get it's the best not of sustainable, you. right? So you have to, like you said, have a plan, mm-hmm. figure out small incremental steps, okay, so that you can get to where you want to go. Yeah. So. There's just a little bit of gray area in there because mm-hmm. from nationals to this competition, you had a lot of space. You had a lot of time. Yeah. And you not that you had as much time, but you had similar amounts of time to what you're going to have to nationals. How is this going to be different this next time? Because not that you screwed around. Right. But there wasn't. I did, though. You didn't have a focus. Yeah. Like, what, what are you going to focus on this time? Yeah. How is that going to, like, that's what you that's should be thinking question. about. Right. right. And that's something you can think about until the 12 weeks out from nationals. What are you focusing on yeah. this time? Um, so I'll remind you of this. <clears throat> Two years ago, nationals, you got hurt. Yep. You didn't even go. Yeah. Right. Well, so I the, had to, I went. But you know what I'm coached, saying? Right. Which almost was worse. But you didn't compete. Yeah. This last time, remember, you were a little injured. And all I said was, all you have to do is show up as an athlete, PB. Yeah. Record. Boom. Yep. Mm-hmm. So. Before, in between casts today, you said, well, this might be a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for the Arnold. Mm -hmm. My question is, why does it have to be a a once-in-a-lifetime? So, before you answer, you're going to go into this competition and do your best, 100%, no matter what. Why can't you, two years from now, next year, whatever, come back and beat the shit out of that record, too? Right. I think the reason I I have that attitude right now is because I've had to shift my mindset because my emotions were getting so overwhelming Mm -hmm. negatively right so i'm like okay you know what no meat is ever guaranteed so and especially at the arnold right oh right you have to be invited right yes yeah and then also you have to well not invited you have to hit certain qualifications and then you have to get into the meat which is a right a difficult thing to do um it's like a black friday getting yeah for sure so All things considered, not many people get this opportunity. You're going to treat it like it's your only. Yes. And I don't Mm -hmm. want to go in thinking this sucks. I'm not as strong as I was. Mm -hmm. This is all just this is a fucking terrible experience. No, I want to 
be able to like, yeah, you know what? My numbers are where they're at. Right. I take ownership of that. I didn't do the right shit in order to be where I wanted to be. Okay. That's fine. There's nothing I can do about that now. What I can do now is these last couple of weeks, do the right shit. Mm-hmm. And then I can put myself in a mind space where I enjoy the experience. Yeah. I was just going to ask, how are you going to enjoy this? Right. Right. Can we talk about an elephant in the room that has not been brought up yet? And it's one that I've noticed just in our general conversations that we've had over the last six months. For the first time in a long time, you're going into a competition where you might not be the strongest guy there. And in our group of people, we're watching athletes because, you know, it sucks when you're the coach because you're like, fuck, I'm coaching them to be stronger than me. You know, and that as an athlete and as a coach at the same time, that's got to weigh on you a little bit too, because let's be real. I mean, when when I first met you, I mean, you were just, I mean, there weren't a lot of people who were knocking at your door. And now as this sport has progressed, there are more people that are knocking oh, yeah. at your door with their numbers on certain lifts, especially. That has to weigh on you a little bit too, because I know you, you're right, coming, you, competitive you, and person. you started yeah. at such a high point. Yeah. I mean, I mean, does that come me, into, does it cross ever? I know where I lie in the national picture of, where people are yeah i mean i placed 10th at nationals so there are still nine people that are right. better than me in, in the country um and a lot of those people are going to be at this direct meet that i'm in so it's there's no like i am not in contention of even i'll right. probably get fourth in my weight class right you know what i'm saying so it's just like one the arnold is fun because there's no um implications really it's more of just doesn't like, qualify you for anything right, right. exactly it's, not an, it's literally yeah. just hey this we're is having a good barely time barely usapw this right? is a this is a meet to like go for broke for a lot of people mm-hmm. because right. there's no national implications of like world team right. spots things like that yeah so this, this is, is a goal in fact, you can't even do yeah. like straight up actual records right, right. because yeah it's, you can you can now you, because so okay. the the arnold is sanctioned by the napf the north american powerlifting okay. federation so it's a national level meet. So you can actually set world records at this place. Wow. For that. It just doesn't division. it doesn't advance you onto a team of any sort. No, not of any team. Okay. But you can set world records at the Arnold. You cannot set world records at nationals. For USAPL? Can you set a IPL. national can you IPL. set an American okay. record at Arnold as yep. well then too? Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. I didn't know if maybe those are two separate things. But I the reason I bring that up is because I know some people get really caught up in the you know well, I want to lift better than this lifter and no, things so like for that. Me, and... For me, like that drives me for sure. But I'm such like a fan of the sport too mm-hmm. that like, and then I also believe in the whole high tide raises all ships. Right. Right. So you doing well makes me want to do well. Right. I don't want to necessarily, yeah, like I would like to beat you in a competitive aspect, but like, I'm I have, kick your ass, I have I'd no really like Ill to will. kick your ass with right. you doing really well. Yeah, you don't <laughs> want her to <laughs> right. bomb out on squats exactly. just to right. beat her. Right. Exactly. So like you get genuine you joy to, out of watching people succeed. I right. want to beat you at your best. Right. But if you do better than me, I own that and I'm still like, holy fuck, I that's a great better. performance, right. whatever. Right. But inside I'm like, shit, you know, like now I got to step my shit up because mm-hmm. there's still that competitive edge. Here's but. another question for you. Why didn't you and I have this conversation Six months two months ago. ago. Well, <laughs> I mean, I've had you over for dinner and we've talked yeah. about some serious shit. How before. come I never get invited to dinner? You guys are assholes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bromance. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't, there's been, dude, I mean, you know, both of you, there's been a lot of shit going on right. in my life. Yeah. So 
powerlifting wasn't necessarily. God damn, that phone is so fucking heavy. You can't even pick it up. My it wasn't necessarily in the forefront of <laughs> right of my mind. You right. know, I was, I was moving. I was working more. I'm have more responsibilities at yeah. work. I'm it was a slow burn. That just you're in a new relationship, right. things right. like that. I mean, that's a yeah, lot. Absolutely, right. slow so, burn for sure. It's I mean, like I touched on before, like they're kind of like in powerlifting how your lifts kind of go in ebbs and flows. Like, yeah, deadlift will be going really good one block right. and then bench will be going. Same thing in life, mm-hmm. right? Work's going good for me right now. Coaching is going well. Just the actual performance side isn't going as well as I thought, as mm-hmm. I'd like. But that stuff shifts and, and you right. and again, my mindset And your passion now, for things shifts too. Yeah. Do you yeah. feel like you've lost a little passion for it or? I think I have less mind space okay. to be thinking about me powerlifting all mm-hmm. the time, you know? So there's less do you just contemplation? Do you about, still want to be a high level competitor? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Do you still want? I still get a high off of. Okay. That. So the competition aspect still means something. Yeah. S- still means a lot to you. Yeah. Coaching means a lot to you. Yeah. Okay. Just. But now, I mean, I made this transition where I'm, you know, I'm making more money now. Right. You know, I'm living with my best friend in like Maple Grove in a nice place. Mm-hmm. Like it's just kind of like. You're getting more joy. Right. There's just like external factors that have been diminished because powerlifting was so big for so long that now we're just kind of growing because they needed some attention just in overall life gains and mm-hmm. goals, you know? So, yeah. I mean, then now I finally feel like, okay, things have settled down a little bit. I have things under wraps. So then I can now dedicate a little bit more time to the sport. Right, right, right. right. Now was Because there a- at, at the end of the day, my performance on my list of priorities is not at the top. Okay. You know what I I'm mean, saying? you're at least admitting that. Yeah. Right. Because, right. you know, I have one, I got to pay my bills. Right. I have athletes that in my mind take much higher precedence over my own performance mm-hmm. coaching programming. Right. And then, you know, and then I come. So mm-hmm. those two take up a lot of my time. What dwindles is my time for myself. Right. At certain points in, in that, in the, last three months now is primarily. that the nice thing about the paying bills is if you're making a little bit more money you have a little bit more money that can kind of take a little more of a back seat right and right. there was that transition of moving and not really having right. things locked down right and now i'm like okay things are working out very right. well i where i want to be if not better mm-hmm. and so now you have more time to work on coaching outside right. of the time you had before right. and okay yep yeah yep. so now you can take more of a priority yeah that's why like we were i don't know if we said this on air or not for the last cast or this cast but like if the arnold was three or four more weeks away yeah it would be ideal you know well Mm -hmm. it's one of those if i knew then what i know now if i could have realized then and truly realized what i know now what i have now it'd Mm -hmm. be a different story it's always hindsight 2020 isn't it but so if your dream was to go and compete at arnold that's that you achieved your goal right where we can reshape your focus. You want to do well at the Arnold, mm-hmm. but now it's now everything's settled in and right. nationals this year. Right, well, gonna blow my total out of the and water. And that's kind of where I made that shift. Yeah, like you know what? Okay, logically, it's time to like understand you're not going to hit a giant PR. Why not though? But I'm just saying the way things have worked out. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're not going to put I'm 10% not gonna, on your But total. I'm not expecting right. to. Right. Because then I set myself up for failure because mm-hmm. so I maybe, know how I'm prepping. Yeah. I know how things are laying out. I will be very close if not. I mean, if I hit a five kilo PR, that would be fucking incredible. Right. So maybe you, instead of worrying about your kilo PR, maybe you need to focus on something a little more fundamental like. Um, Go nine for nine. Exactly. Or just like have a great meet. Just, just have, have fun. fun. Yeah. Fuck yep. yeah. Yeah. Have fun. Be in the back room with the greats of the country. Yeah, of Everybody's course. getting together yeah. at this. You know, you're going to have big names walking through the it's warm up. The, I mean, it's the fitness you know? mecca. Fuck yeah. So it's, yeah. it's. I mean, Arnold is going to fucking be right, there. Right, right. You know at this point, oh, it's, I'm so jealous. Oh, and at this man, point, too, touch for me, the training's done. Yeah. Right? So it's just like. Today's your openers. Take it for what it is and make the best out of what mm-hmm. you've set yourself up to do. I'd be really interested to know and I'll be tuning into your solo cast after the meet mm-hmm. to see. Well, this is probably going to drop after the but meet even, anyway. But it doesn't matter. Um, this still stands to see what this conversation does. Yeah. You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. on the plane ride, I was thinking about whatever, you know, Brooke mm-hmm. said some shit and I wanted to kill her, you know, whatever. <laughs> it's possible. Right. But I, I'd be really curious to see where <laughs> it's like, oh, all of a sudden it was great or I put more stress on me or, you know, right. whatever. It'd be really, it'll be cool. Or I set these boundaries for myself yeah. and I either did or didn't keep them. That's something too that we forget about. The boundaries are a pain in the ass to set and they do hurt on both ends, but sometimes it's what you need to do to get through it. So like take all of these, this is a big meet for you. And as much as you want it to be fun, you also want it to be successful. So take a look at the things you've done at others that maybe were a trigger point for you and be prepared to have to set a couple boundaries, even if it means, I don't know if you have someone handling you or not, Mm -hmm. uh, but if you do having them know that, like there were multiple times, whether it was with a personal trainer or even like I've had you in the gym with me, Cole, where I've said, okay, if you see this person, I need you to deter them. I don't want to see them. I don't Mm want to talk to them right now. And that doesn't mean that you don't like this person or whatever. It just means you need to figure out what your space is and what you need. Set those boundaries. So, I mean, again, maybe it's not about an extra five kilos on the bar. Maybe it's about, did I set appropriate boundaries to set myself up right. for a less or anxious did I Right. Or did I, you know, nail my warm-up timing better? Right. Or right. Stuff like that. Like, yeah. focus on the things that you have a much better control of. Because let's be real, when we hit the platform, this isn't a fucking practice round. Mm-hmm. We are going to push our bodies to the biggest it's ever been. And we don't know what that is because mm-hmm. it's the biggest that it's been. So you could wind up with a five. Everything could have been perfect in everything ahead of time. And you still might not get a five kilo PR because we don't know. But what you can do is focus on the stuff you can control and try to make those your goal points. Again, am I going to be on time? Am I going to be packed appropriately? Am I going to make sure that when I go, um, that I make sure to maybe not do this or extend something out and be like, Hey, at the end of the day, this is a a meet that you travel to and you only get two of those, two of those a year. Nationals and the Arnold. So focus on the things you can control. Nine for nine. Yeah. yeah, and then just yeah. go balls to the wall. And nine for nine, whatever that means. Yeah, fuck it. You know, mm-hmm. it's because mm-hmm. then gonna, you can tell people I'm I went do... nine for nine at the biggest mecca of them all. At the end of the and day, not a lot I, of people do. No, I just want to maximize that, what yeah. I'm capable of that day. Right, right. If that's involves hitting a PR, then it does, and if not, then whatever. And let's say you're eight for eight, and you're going for that last deadlift, and you're like, you know what? Fucking fuck this, it, and you go eight for eight because Yolo. you just fucking go balls to the wall on that last one. Yeah. Guess what? That's a totally healthy decision at Shit that point. Shit might happen too. Yeah. You might right. get it. <laughs> fuck. You never know. Yeah. All right, bro. Did you see he shifted his? Yeah, I'm looking at you. I am not making eye contact because <sighs> I, I just looked. We haven't um, we haven't casted since the eighth of December. Brooke. 
which I'm pretty sure was Pearl Harbor Day. I am here to talk to you. Well, that's November. Yeah, I'm going to go pee. All right. Brooke, I kind of have to pee too, but okay. Brooke, Brooke, Brooke. Hi. How's it going? I'm feeling really vulnerable right now. Good. That's the way you're looking at me. So. And Cole's leaving, which it's probably because he's going to cry. So. God damn it. First thing I want to ask you. Okay. Okay. Actually, I'll give a little bit of backstory. So it's been a little bit since you've been at the gym. It's been a minute. It's been a hot hot minute minute and a half. Yeah. So. About six months. What I want to know is have your goals for yourself changed? So before you answer, are you still wanting to be a competitive power lifter? Do you want to maybe regain your squat mobility? Are you looking to lose weight, gain weight, gain muscle, lose muscle? What What are you trying to do with this new gym membership you just got yesterday? Thanks for outing the new gym membership. Thanks. Um, Boom. <laughs> um... Josh, I haven't thought about this. Yeah, I really, I didn't think Josh, of it that way. Josh, I just way. spent a lot of money on this gym membership. I signed up for everything, and I don't even know what I want to do. Well, I, I know what I want to do, um, but having to actually I didn't put say it into words. who you want to do. Oh, yeah, I said well, that's, that's true. There's do. a couple of those. No, um, I mean, who doesn't have a bucket list? A fuck it so, list. A fuck it bucket moving list. Moving on. I'm a married woman. Okay, we're moving on. Um, so? I'm just kidding. So, no. When I started my powerlifting journey, I was right in the middle of kind of, um, for lack of sounding like a totally stupid rom-com, but I was really in the middle of an awakening of myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I have always been that person who gives and gives and gives and never pays attention to myself. And um, <clears throat> I kind of hit a fuck it all phase where I was like, you know what? Y'all are going to be just fucking fine. I'm going to do my own thing. Well, what I did was I went so hardcore into that that I wound up, even though my coach, who's not in here right now, has uh, had warned me multiple times. I went into the point where I did five meets in barely a year. I was in constant 12-week cycles. And um, there were some things I learned from it, and there were some things that um, were really detrimental to me. Um, It definitely just completely fucking fried my brain. Mm -hmm. Um, But it did allow us to see an, an often enough pattern to try to go, Brooke, why the fuck are you ghosting your programming for three weeks before you hit your meat. Like, mm-hmm. why are you disappearing? We don't understand it. Bare minimum three weeks, sometimes as much as four weeks. I would go, I'd be going great, great, great. And then all of a sudden in the middle of, um, in the middle of, I wasn't peaking yet. So your accumulation phase. Well, I was done with volumes. What comes after volume okay. again? Uh, preparatory phase, you know, and then your strength peak phase. Right. I would say preparatory. Um, I can't remember what, no, that's not what, what Cole he calls, calls it. it. I can't Fuck remember. What Cole Look, calls I don't know what he calls it. it. I can't remember. I call Is it, that his book? No, mine. I call oh. it accumulation, preparation, and realization. Okay, yeah. We don't use those big terms. Well, okay? We use small in words. In your preparation, your strength <laughs> block. Your strength block. Thank you. That's what we call it. Um, Cole, get some better vocabulary. Fuck. Anyway, um, I would always peter out in the middle of that. Mm-hmm. And um, stepping away from it, I, you know, I, my goal was to take like a three to four months because I was getting my shit together, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I've been doing some hormone therapy stuff, uh, all legit hormones. So I found out I had no progesterone in my body. So, um, I brought that on. Um, and I had all these other things going on just with family and work. And it, it took me removing myself entirely to be able to finally look back and go, why the fuck was I quitting? Mm -hmm. Because I started to see the same pattern in other things in my life where when there was a chance of failure, 
I was just shutting down. I was literally the ostrich who put her head in the sand. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a great cheerleader for everybody else, but sometimes I am the shittiest cheerleader for myself. And um, I can talk myself in circles all day long, every day, constantly. Okay, so forgetting what, forgetting the reason why you quit, because that, that can be crippling to people. What's different now? Why... Why yesterday did you walk into a gym and say, I want a gym membership? What's different? Is anything different? Yes. Um, I have put myself back in that position where it's mom, mm -hmm. it's radio DJ, it's wife. Mm -hmm. And that's where you want to be. Yes and no. Okay. Um, I really feel like when it comes to your life, there should be a strong balance. Mm -hmm. I mean, my family comes first, of course, because it's my family. I mean, I only have one son, and he's only going to be this age once. Right. But if I'm losing myself in the process, what's the point? Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of people, they re identify themselves or redefine themselves through their children, through their relationships, through their job. Um, and it sounds like that that isn't fulfilling enough, possibly. Is that what I'm hearing? It's like you want more than just I am a wife. I am. A Absolutely. Mother, I'm a very am a independent woman. Radio D okay. Yeah. And um, that being said, I just went through some really shit stuff yeah. at home. And uh You want to feel good again. I, well, I had those really lonely moments right. where I realized my husband's working, my mm -hmm. kids in bed, my mom's asleep, my friends are working or they're busy or they have their lives. Mm -hmm. And I had no one. And then I realized I'm like, wait a second. And that's when I realized that I wasn't standing on my own two feet anymore. Okay. And I felt my body composition change. And okay. that was something I was very proud of. Mm -hmm. I was very proud of the success that I've had with, um, you know, I was always the fat kid. Mm -hmm. And I was always told that you can't do that or she's not going to be in sports right. or, you know, she's not good at that. Or, oh, it's just, it's just Beth. It's stuff. just Beth, you yeah. know. And uh, it was so good to not just prove them wrong, but then to prove the voices in my head wrong. Mm -hmm. So when you, when you get to that point, we start to get, um, it's kind of like Cole was saying, you know, with his life changes. You're in a honeymoon phase. You're mm -hmm. in that joy phase, that happy phase, and you feel great. And then all of a sudden, you wonder why people gain the freshman 15. Right. Because they they don't hold as steadfast because of the fact that, well, they're happy. Right. You know what? Going out for that beer with your new friends in college it's, is actually pretty great mm -hmm. rather than sticking yeah. to my macros and going home by myself. Right. And so having gone through some serious loss in the family. Some adversity. Yep. And um, had some major transitions at work, which are now on their way on the up and up, which Good. is so fantastic to see. Um, you know, it just... All of the other things sound... Like I disappeared. Like they're getting better for you. They are. So that you feel you like now I finally have was, the opportunity yeah, to Yeah, and I was yourself. just fucking fed up. Right. And I was like, okay. I was finding myself where um, the hormone stuff is working really well. Like mm -hmm. I'm not getting four or five day migraines anymore once okay. a month. Good. And all my stuff is coming together. I'm learning more about my body... Um, you know, and I started thinking about it and I'm like, what happened to the person who took care of herself on the regular? Mm -hmm. Right. Hey buddy, do you want to go watch TV in the, uh, you can go in the studio if you want. Okay. Well, I, well, I'm scared. Oh, I don't have anyone. 
Oh, you'll be okay. Do you want me to? You just turn the, you know, over on the computer in the wild studio. You know how to set it up. Oh, there should be some in there. Do you want to have Cole walk you down? Sure. He's in the um, the morning show spot where Wood sits in the Wild Studio. Yeah. I see he's wearing the same sweatshirt as you. Mm. Um, I got my blue one on today. He I had know, green. right? Jerk. I'm gonna cut all this out anyway. Um. So again, you are now in a better suited place for you that you can work on yourself again. Yeah. Um, okay. We just. I got into this rut where literally um, I would get up and I'd be like, today's going to be a great day. Mm -hmm. I get up and I grab my cup of coffee and I really kind of, um, and not to veer off um, because I don't know really what everyone um, does or doesn't believe in who listens to the cast, but I kind of went back to my faith when we were going through so much loss at home and so many big things happening that, um, so I would get up and I would do kind of a daily reflection. Okay. Very informal, but still a daily reflection on like, what my day was going to be like, how I wanted to be as a person. Was I still staying true to who I was? And I loved it. But then I found myself, um, I would go through these ebbs and flows where all of a sudden I'd just hit a moment of demotivation. Mm -hmm. I'd want to go back to bed. I found myself not pushing through things. And over the last three weeks especially, I've noticed that when I just say, God damn it, just do it. Mm -hmm. Just fucking push yourself to do it. Kind of like doing the dishes before going to bed. Something as simple as that. When you start to take pride in the things that are around you, I feel like you can kind of gain motivation okay. back. So you're self-motivating again. Right. Okay, that's very important for the right. gym. And I remember, um, it was a, obviously about two months ago, uh, Desi had reached out to me and she goes, I'm so excited to lift in Ladies of Iron with you. And I'm like, I'm not lifted in Ladies of Iron. Mm -hmm. And here she had seen Elizabeth Carpenter mm -hmm. on there. And I'm Elizabeth Conlon. And, um, and then I was like, you know what? I'd been volunteering at him, and every time I would go and be in that environment again, I was just like, fuck, I want to come back. Right. I want this. Like, I miss this. It so made there's my heart desire hurt. there. Yeah. Okay. And then, um, so I signed up, and I thought, you know what? And I even told Cole this. I said, listen, there's so much shit going on right now that the only thing I care about is showing up at this meet and attempting nine lifts. Mm -hmm. That's all I care about. If I don't get them, I don't fucking get them, but I'm going to attempt them okay. and I'm going to push myself through it. Now, in the back of my brain, do I tell myself I'm going to basically get these lifts? Yes, I will. Because I know he's not going to be dumb and push me when he knows I haven't had a great. Right. This will literally be the worst prep I've ever had just in time wise. Right. Does it mean that I have to destroy the last part of this prep? Absolutely no. not. In fact, who knows what will happen when I actually have a great prep all the way up until a meet because right. I've never done that. But I got fed up with sitting in my own shit. Mm -hmm. Okay, good. I just had that moment good. and I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Okay. You know? So, um, so let's shift this into the gym now. So you feel like your life's getting back together. You have self-motivation again. Um, there's desire there. Yes. Number one question, do you want to still be a power lifter? Yeah. Okay. Um, I do love it. Do you want it. that as primary goal one? Like, Maybe not. Okay. So it doesn't take precedence over what takes precedence over powerlifting at the gym. At the gym? At the gym. I can't get out of my system. And I think it's only going to take a couple weeks of this in my system to feel better about it. But if I walk up a flight of stairs right now, I, I, I'm out of breath. Okay. My cardiovascular <laughs> and my fitness level have literally gone down the toilet. Okay. And it's embarrassing. It's so embarrassing. 
And um, I see it a lot. We have a lot of women in the office that are all battling their own thing. I'm getting mm-hmm. ready for a wedding. I'm doing this or whatever. Right. And it's funny how I watch their cycles, how they go from two days a week, they're really amped, and then the rest of it, they could really care less, and they never really get anywhere. Right. It's the same gossip over and over again. Yeah. And I just don't want that for okay. myself. And I've noticed that when I... I have to be very careful how much of my journey I share mm-hmm. because sometimes it becomes extremely detrimental for me. Okay. Like going yeah. back into Lions, I love lifting at Lions. Mm-hmm. I love that I'm comfortable there. It's perfect for the big three. But what I'm missing right now, and this is why I picked up a second gym membership, I'm missing the ability to go in, run some intervals on a treadmill, and just sweat out all of my shit. Okay. You know? And then to be able to just do a bodybuilding circuit. I yeah. love bodybuilding. Okay. I think it feels great. It makes you sore in the right places. And I think for someone like me who has got a lot of weight to lose, it's not going to hurt me. Right. Okay. And so that was one of the reasons I went there. Plus knowing that I wasn't going to have the, oh, you know, I wasn't going to have the crew of people who knew me when I was at my prime to look at me and go, well, you've been gone forever. Which they would never say, but yeah, yeah. Well, they might say you've been gone forever, but they would never say, wow, your performance has gone down. No, but even just hearing, oh, I see you're finally back. And it's never said in an ill manner, right? but it just shuts me the fuck down. Okay. And I just feel, it's kind of like Cole, how you said you don't like, it's embarrassing for you to think that someone would know you didn't do all your sets. Yeah. They know I haven't fucking done anything for six months. And so it literally took me having to climb a mountain of emotional shit to walk in that gym that day. Okay. And then I noticed that with the music blaring and with everything else going on, it was just too fucking much. Okay. So to be able to step into somewhere like, um, I'm actually going to be going to a place called Burn and Build Fitness. Um, The guy who owns it is the guy who saved my fucking life back when I was 23. And... He gets me he, and it's quiet in there. Mm-hmm. I can go in. He gave me access to whatever I needed where I guess most people don't have that. Um, he gets it. And so it's a way for me to go and just all this shit that's built up in me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to literally fucking purge it. Okay. For the so next couple of weeks. Let's start to think plan wise. So for now, I would like you to consider powerlifting to take a back burner. Because there's other things that, in my opinion, would be great for you to do first. You know, spend right. some time in the there's gym. Priorities that right. come before get, powerlifting. Get right over now. the fact that climbing stairs kills you. So we want to think cardio. Maybe lose a few pounds. Get moving again. And you know, if we can get you mobile, moving, exercising, enjoying all of this, you're gonna naturally just step into okay. I'm gonna start squatting again. And because I would hate for you to say, you know, day one, I have to start relearning how to squat and Mm -hmm. be back where you were a year ago where it was hard for you to even hit parallel. So, so I have a, another question, how much time can you, so I'm talking days. Like I want you to say on Monday, on Wednesday, on Friday at four o'clock, whatever, how much time and how many days can you commit to walking back into that gym? So this new gym, I need set days. I need times. I need you to say between 3.30 and 4.15 on Tuesday, I can go. There's nothing in my way. And I want it to be small. I want it to be mm-hmm. an hour or less. I don't want you to spend three hours in the gym right now. I want, you know, if, if we could get four hours a week, that'd be sweet. And I would, I would much prefer, I would rather see you go 
45 minutes four times than two two-hour sessions. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So that there's there's habit being formed. There's right. joy. There you're you're not gonna make your body so devastated you can't walk the next day. You know, just let's let's well, spend a month in that zone. And that's one of the reasons <clears throat> I also looked into this other gym because it is 24-hour access. <clears throat> Whereas with lions, they're still limited hours. Right, right, right. And um and yeah, and I know that he was he had brought in. It's a smaller facility. He had mm-hmm. brought in a couple like high school groups and things like right. that. And I was like, yeah, I just I'm really not up to you know okay. doing that thing. So yeah. that's one of the you asked me before why I would have gone to right. another one. Um So you've got a couple days. You don't have to say I'm on air. You have okay. a couple days figured out. I want you to write down times. Okay. Okay. Now those will be added to your phone so that it, there's a reminder. Mm-hmm. And I want that reminder to say something like, you know, it's it's time to work on me or it's time to feel good again. It's, you know, I want some nice phrase to pop up on your phone to remind you of why you're going back to the gym, to always go back to why now is different, right? So again, it's it's time to do those intervals I really liked. Cool, that's Tuesday. It's time to do that bodybuilding circuit that I love for my upper body. Let's do that Wednesday. Okay, let's do some more intervals on Friday because you said you like those and you you have this goal of I want to climb stairs without getting winded. Cool, great. And then, okay, now I want to do some maybe step-ups or maybe this day I'm going to specifically go to the gym for 45 minutes and do a little bit of yoga meets mobility and truly just try to feel good. Okay, so let's start figuring out what you're going to do each of those days. So I, I would highly recommend the first day of the week you do whatever excites you the second most. Okay, so let's say bodybuilding, like that is the shit. We're going to put that on your third day. As a because re- that's usually the hardest day to get to at the end exactly. of the week. Exactly, and it's right. a reward for coming back that third time this week. Because right. for anything to change in your body, we need to go three times. So we'll put the thing you love most as third. We'll put something that you kind of sort of like to do Monday or Tuesday or whatever. And then in the middle, we'll do something that we need you to do right. that you may like not want to do. Right. But your reward is the next time you come to the gym, I get to do that bodybuilding, that interval, right. whatever. Okay. So what's like, what's the number one thing that you love to do when you go to the gym? Back and buys. Back and buys. Well, okay. You've always liked the bodybuilding. Type. Yeah. Oh, so let's put back and buys. Back and buys is day chest three. Chest and tries. And chest and tries is day four. Back and buys is day three. Chest and tries is day four. Now. They're what, all going to be leg days for me for quite a while. What so. intervals <laughs> do you like to do? Do you like to do treadmills, seated bike, Stairmaster? I actually really like treadmill. Um, okay. Typically what I'll do is if it's a good day, I'll walk for like five-ish. Mm-hmm. If it's a day, I'll walk for five to ten-ish. Okay. And then what I'll do is I'll crank it up. Um, for me, I'm, I've got pretty long legs, so. Okay. It's a pretty good tick for me to run at like a six to six five. Okay. So what I'll do is um, I just kind of police it as I go. It'll mm-hmm. be like 20 seconds on, 20 seconds off. Okay. Like just dead stops. Like whew. Yeah. So yeah. what so I would like. So basically it's like hit yeah, on a treadmill. But you enjoy running. Is yeah. You know, okay. and that's a, that's something that, you know, I love the fact that as I get better at it, one, I get a really good sweat out of mm-hmm. it. Um, and I get that with the being intervals, I get to have that break time because mm-hmm. I'm not a distance runner right. and it's not real great on my body. Right. Um, but there's a massive, massive sense of accomplishment mm-hmm. when I can run. Okay. So 
I would like to hold off on running for a little while. Yeah, because, I probably have to lose about 20 before I well, can Well, it's run, not even run. that. You haven't ran in however long. Right. The, the amount of stress just on your joints doing something new again But I do also, on the flip, if I was going to be doing some type of a cardio that wasn't on a treadmill, um, I hate them and they make me want to throw up. But things like, I shouldn't say I hate them. I don't like them because I know they challenge me. Right. They're hard work. Right. Um, but that, shit, you feel great afterwards. Things like um, sled pushes. Yeah. Yeah. That'll, be, that'll be month two. Okay, this first month is let's enjoy this thing again. Okay, so I, I I don't want you to run yet. I do want your intervals instead of to be a dead stop. I just get off on the sides and wait. I want so most machines have a hit interval or just an interval button. It changes the incline. Oh, sure. But it doesn't change the speed. So it'll let's say build up three different heights as you build up for a minute and then it'll give you like basically flat level walking mm-hmm. for 30 seconds. I want you to do something like that because that also simulates because you literally said, I go up a flight of stairs and I'm winded. Mm-hmm. Hill training is more similar to that stairs than running on the treadmill. Right. Okay, it's gonna, it, it, it's very different because you don't run up the stairs necessarily. <clears throat> you walk up at that incline. So again, let's- My ass could be on fire and I'm not gonna run up the stairs. So let's put <laughs> Monday, I want it. so let's say we have 45 minutes at the gym. I want there to be a five, maybe an eight-minute warm-up. I want there to be about 20 minutes of interval. And then I want you to do something that's going to help you get closer to your powerlifting goal. I'm going to just get the empty bar and I'm going to do bench. I'm going to put the lightest weights I can and just kind of mobilize myself and get into some of this deadlifting thing. Or I'm going to do some bent-over rows or some RDLs. Or I'm going to do my hip mobility for my squats. Something that's going to help us weeks and months down the road. But we can start that process now. Because next week it'll be, okay, let's say you choose the deadlift route. Today I'm going to do, because I like bodybuilding, I'm going to do dumbbell RDLs. It's going to activate my glutes, my hamstrings, start stretching me out. Next week we go to the barbell. Barbell RDLs. The next week maybe we're actually doing regular deadlifts off of the floor just like your competition style. Mm Mm-hmm. Then the next week, okay, let's see. Let's just touch what a week of deadlifting would be like. Let's see if we're ready for this right. before I jump back in. But that's a month away right. while you're losing weight, getting in shape, enjoying right. the gym. And, you know, you, you get that that iron iron bug again where you're right. like, God, I just fucking love it. Well, this. and you get that euphoria where when you haven't been there for a couple of days, <sighs> you're like, I got to go back. Yeah. And I miss that. I miss yeah. having that. Um, I miss having that endorphin and mm-hmm. that joy. Yeah. I got such a joy out of... Um, I didn't like when things hurt, but when I was sore, I really, yeah. really loved it. Well, so because it made me feel like I accomplished. You something. having been off for this long, the treadmill work, you're gonna be sore. Trust you me, doing, I think about the treadmill and my ass cheeks hurt. You doing back and buys on a day, you're gonna be sore. Chest, we literally don't have to do much, and you will be sore. So what we want to do is hold back a little bit, because enthusiasm wise, you're gonna go in and burn yourself out, and we we want to avoid that. We want to just keep stoking that enthusiasm until you're ready to take it again. So again, Monday, maybe we're doing intervals, and I want either the deadlift or the squat to be worked on. Mobility-wise, RDLs, okay? Is that something where you would want me to do something like... No um, structure. Okay. Get on a foam roller. Do a couple bodyweight squats if you're doing squats. Do your hip mobility again or get your your slingshot back on and, oh, this feels so good. and, And remember... What it was like to squat deep and how good that felt and how accomplished you were when you did it. Let's just bring joy back to that exercise. But no structure. I don't want four sets of 
15 yard hip circle. Fuck that. Okay. okay. Less structure is better. Second day, another day of intervals, but not on the treadmill. Something else, not the rower, not the sleds. I want it to be enjoyable. So bike, seated bike, really slow up the stairs. Um, you could do, I, I don't really want to say that, but you could do like battle ropes, something where it's not a ton of impact. It's just different. Just, it just brings joy. And because mm-hmm. it, it sounds like there's still emotion there, things like ball slams, battle ropes, you can kind of let it out a little bit. Right. And let's say on battle ropes, you can go really hard for 15 seconds and take a minute off. And during that minute, you can do some shoulder mobility or some stretching or, you know, whatever, and go back into the battle ropes. And you could do 15 seconds on a minute off for 30 minutes. You'll be dead by the time you get there with only 15 seconds at a time. But you're getting to let out all of that emotion. Then if you did, let's say, squat mobility on Monday, I want you to do something deadlift related that second time with the battle ropes or whatever you decide to do. Mm -hmm. Then you have your back and by day. And enjoy the shit out of that. It It's not about, you know, trying to lift the same weights. It's not about the same reps. If you do, let's say, three back exercises, maybe four, and one or two bicep only exercises, so six exercises total, and maybe three or four sets per exercise, that is so much work already getting back into it. It's going to kill you. So you only need to do five repetitions at a time, six rep. I don't want you to do a set of 12. Under no circumstance do I want you to fail a right. set. So if you're like, I'm going to do eight, you better be able to do eight. I don't want you to fall short and stop at six. Then same thing for your chest and tries. Keep it. You might start on the flat bench if you want. You could do incline. You could do chest machines. You could do anything you well, want. Well, and that's one of the reasons that I went over to this other gym is right. that he has the cable machines. He has everything mm-hmm. that, um, you know, you have to really, I, I consider it like in the world of cooking, how you can have one dish and then there's the deconstructed dish. Lions is very deconstructed dish because mm-hmm. you have to really think outside the box to do a lot of those moves. Whereas when I'm at this other um, place that I just joined, I can walk in and I can bang out a full circuit. Right. Without a problem because yep. everything's right there and ready to go. That is the nice thing about machines right. is they make it really fast and express yeah. um, without it sounding like I'm one of those fat housewives curves. who did yeah. like curves. I fucking hated curves. Right. My mom's like, let's join. I'm like, yeah. this is bullshit. But what I want from <laughs> you with your back and by your chest and tried days, I want all of your exercises written down before you go into <clears> the gym. I, I don't want any decisions about chest and tries, back and buys to happen in the gym. I want you to go into the gym, set some expectations for yourself and see what happens because you're going to instantly find, oh, that was way too easy. That was way too hard. Mm-hmm. And if you're trying to make those decisions in the gym, it's going to become stressful. You know, oh, people are watching me because I don't even know what the fuck. I-. No, right. you, you had it planned. I'm going to go in and do pull downs. Then I'm going to do cable rows. Then I'm going to do one arm rows with dumbbells. Then I'm going to do you know, in and out bicep curls, and I'm going to finish with dumbbell pullovers, whatever. Okay. You need just to have something, the exercises you enjoy figured out. And then after you've done this first week, all I'm expecting you the next week is to literally repeat everything. Okay. But each day do something, one exercise, whatever, that's a little bit harder Maybe the intervals, you instead of starting at a level three, you start at a level four, one step further Mm -hmm. and see how your body responds. Because just two weeks in a row, you could be devastated just because you got into it that second time. But I want the expectations to be 
almost easy for right. you to enter the gym that second week. So that Monday, you're not thinking all day, God damn, I got to, oh my God, this is going to kill me. No, no, no. You literally got through it last time. It was harder last time than it's going to be this time, even right. though we're making it harder. That's how these first two weeks need to go. Okay. Okay. And again, whatever you got to do when you're resting and just keep remembering why you stepped back into the gym, right? I have these emotions that I want to work on. I, you know, I, I want to stand on my own two feet again. I want that bench record. Just remember those things. We're not necessarily working towards those specifically yet, but in a sense, we're getting our mind wrapped around it again. Right. I feel like we just took it into an emotional spot that Cole's like, No, I think that's good. And I think that a lot of people can benefit from, I mean, this was a very raw podcast. For sure. And Josh, it's your turn next time. So we get to fucking tear you down and bring look at all your insecurities. And bring it. Um, no, but I think that that's important, especially us coming back from kind of a hiatus. Just, I mean, not only a hiatus from lifting for some mm -hmm. of us, but right. just a hiatus. But that's how this podcast started. It was very raw. Oh, yeah. Right. You know, so, raw, Well, I don't have a problem with it. It's no just... No lube. Just fucking <laughs> putting it in there. Yeah, just gross. spit on it a little bit. Yeah. Oh, so. That is true. I mean, if you're in a pinch. <laughs> oh, just don't pinch me. <laughs> oh. Okay. Well, on that note. Oh, okay. Welcome back, guys. I need to say It's going to be a rough ride. <laughs> it is, actually. I'm not going to lie. So All right. We'll see. As always, thanks for listening. Um, you'll hear from hear from us soon. Yeah. Sweet. The Coaches Collaboration Podcast. What do you mean you haven't subscribed yet? What the hell are you waiting for? Come on, y'all. The Coaches Collaboration Podcast is brought to you by The Complete Athlete, providing world-class continuing education for fitness trainers, coaches, and gyms. Online at getcomplete.net.